Today is October 5th, 2022. I am Angel Perkins Harris. This is the last call at APH. And tonight marks the end of the Major League Baseball 2022 season. We have witnessed a lot, and I mean a lot of great moments as baseball fans. Uh, Aaron Judge's chase for 62 home runs. And by the way, I'm just saying this right off the cuff. That man does not have the record for most in a season. That still belongs to Barry Bonds. I got no issues with, I got no uh, opinions when it comes to steroids and non-steroids. I think of it like this. It goes the same way with the Astros 2017 championship and Pete Rose's uh, record for most hits. If it's in the record book, that's the record. Simple as that. We witnessed the Los Angeles Dodgers quietly have one of the more dominant regular seasons in baseball history. The Atlanta Braves go on a tear of a lifetime after June 1st, going on a 114 win pace to claim their fifth NL East championship. And while it may be ridiculed and vilified by some fans of even this fan base, we witnessed, in my opinion, the resurgence of the New York Mets and what I believe will become the new norm for this organization. This Mets ball club, this year, top to bottom, have made very few mistakes. Now, you can go point to the trade deadline all you want. The lack of relievers we got in the deadline, that didn't, that didn't hurt or help us during the Braves series. Let me say that right now. You can point to the lack of big bats that they received. However, those big bats would have been at the cost of Alvarez and Vientos and maybe Beatty as well. So you never know. Vogelback has been great for us. Naquin has been decent and Ruff has been terrible. We can all agree. Michael Givens has quietly been, when he was here and when he's good, he's quietly one of our better hitters or better relievers. Or I should say hitters out of the bullpen because I call them hitters in a way because you bring them out to hit the team in the mouth and tell them, you ain't coming back. You ain't scoring nothing against me. This score is staying right where it is as long as I'm on this mound. Diaz is the biggest puncher out of the bunch. We witnessed Edwin Diaz become a global phenomenon. And I'm not just talking about because of his dominance. I'm talking about because of SNY's production. That man's entrance video, entrance music became a meme. They literally made an Australian come to his first and second Major League Baseball game just at the hope and prayer that he plays him down that uh, down that field. Playing the trumpets live, turning City Field into a concert. And then Edwin shut down the inning. One, two, three. We witnessed at the beginning of the year the acquisitions of Buck Showalter, the general. Mad Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna, Adam Adovino. We witnessed, I think I mentioned Chris Bassett. I don't know if I mentioned Bassett, but to me, Bassett deserves mechanition twice. Hell, all of them do. Nick Plummer, you could even say was a great acquisition because of what he did that game against Philadelphia on ESPN. And yes, he was a part of that crew too. We witnessed Steve Cohen acknowledge Keith Hernandez 
by retiring his number. We finally witnessed the creation of the Tom Seaver statue that unfortunately should have been made a long time ago. And the, sta- and the statue will forever recognize the franchise as the best in Met history. We've witnessed a no-hitter. We've witnessed comeback after comeback after comeback that made Met fans realize that we're not in the years of 2008, 2010s, or even 2021, where the Mets are down by two runs or five runs, and you got to turn off your TV because you don't want to see them lose in embarrassing fashion. Nuh-uh. This Mets team has conditioned you that regardless of the score, you stay your ass glued to that TV. You never know what's going to happen. This Mets team has given us Walk-offs, they've given us hope, and they've given this fan base a lot to celebrate. Most RBIs in Met hist- most RBIs in the Mets season, most RBIs by a shortstop, batting title for Jeff McNeil, a guy that during the offseason was told that he may be traded. Remember that? Remember what we went into last year? And I think... This right here, this is going to be all over the place, right? Because this is my feelings on the whole se- on the whole year in general. Remember back to last year in the offseason, Frank the Tank, I think, made a tweet where he said about getting Conforto back, bringing back Syndergaard, bringing back Loop, getting Chris Bryant, signing Strowman to a max deal or some shit. In trading away McNeil and Dominic Smith. He may have been onto something with Dominic Smith, although that remains to be seen. We'll see what he's about of we'll see what he's about next year. As I'm sure next year things will be a little bit more open in terms of where people are going in terms of what spots they're gonna assume because you never know what's gonna happen, especially with the likes of a Brandon Nemo who is going into free agency this year. But you know, McNeil is on the trade block. Smith was on the trade block. We lose Syndergaard to the Angels. We lose Aaron Loop to the Angels. Chris Bryant ends up becoming a Colorado Rocky. And yet, only one of those guys are in the postseason right now. Javi Baez is not in the postseason with the Detroit Tigers. Steven Mass is in the postseason with the St. Louis Cardinals, but he hasn't performed up to his standards this year. Or whether he has, but... He's not the star of the show like a lot of people thought he was going to be or like he was back in Toronto last year when he had his resurgence, if you will, which made him a sought-after guy. Strowman's in Chicago slumming up places with the Cubs. Yes, they got yes they swept us, but it's like, come on. And Conforto's God knows where. And then Syndergaard went to the Angels and now to the Phillies. So we may see him in the postseason. You never know. But that goes to show that sometimes fans are just that. Fans. We can speculate. We can hope and pray for certain things to go down. But sometimes we just got to trust our front office to do what they got to do. And then the good things roll. It started with the acquisition of Marcana. And then Escobar came in. Old guys, yes. But guys that fit the mold. Of a productive person on the bat, on the bat, great fielders and great guys in the locker room. You got an all-around great teammate guy named Starling Marte. And regardless of what people think, Robinson Cano was a big part of getting Marte. Because remember, Marte said that he wanted to play with Cano. That was one of the main, one of the big reasons he wanted to show up here. 
There you go. And let's not forget, Met fans, Robinson Cano hit the first city field home run this year. That's never changing. It's weird, I know, but shit. I don't like it either, but hey, it is what it is. We had gone from Luis Rojas pulling Taiwan Walker in a game that he had no business leaving, when ended up losing us the game. A rat coon situation between Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor, where they were told there were thoughts of them choking each other out. Edwin Diaz still becoming unreliable in late game situations, and us having to rely on, yet again, Jerry's Familia and a new toy by the name of Brad Hand. Taiwan Walker going from an all star in the first half to a crater in the next. Us hoping that us taking a shot if Carlos Carrasco got through the first inning. And praying to sweet Jesus himself that Jacob deGrom's final years as a New York Met wouldn't end up on the injured list. Oh, and dodging Strowman's dumb tweets. But regardless of all that, right, I got the negative stuff. Let's look at the positive. As I mentioned, they got Buck Showalter. They got Marte Canna Escobar. They brought in Mad Max. They brought in Chris Bass via trade. They acquired Adam Adovino. They got in Joely Rodriguez. And this team got off firing. First time I thought this team was special, no hitter. And then the comeback. And then the other comebacks started coming in. And then this team just kept firing and firing. There was a stint where we kept winning series for like 12 straight series. We wouldn't lose one. Ironically, the only series we didn't win, but we still never lost one up to that point before we lost our first series to the Mariners was against the Atlanta Braves. Yes, we entered June with a win pace of about 110 and a 10-game lead in the division. And yes, the Braves yanked it right from underneath us, but let's just be honest and call spade a spade. We didn't choke it. They took it. They didn't choke. They didn't. They didn't make us choke. They beat the shit out of us in Atlanta, and that series shouldn't even even been important if we would have taken care of our business against the Cubs and against the Nationals. People want to bring up that seat, that long record, that bad record against less than five hundred teams. You know where five of those losses come from in that record. Nats and the Cubs. Win those series, there's a chance we're division champs. But at the end of the day, does it really matter if we're division champions right now? Yes, we would all love a break. We would all love for this team to rest up and be ready for next week, Tuesday, for the DS. We would love the prestige of being division champs. At the end of the day, that doesn't knock away from what has been a great year. This team has given fans hope that they haven't had for years. 2015 was a fluke year in a lot of fans' sense. And they just somehow rode a high-momentum wave of a Daniel Murphy into probably the greatest postseason run a Mets ever had. And he carried us past the Dodgers, right through Chicago, directly to Kansas City. This year, though, Feels like everybody's contributed. From Dominic Smith's 
hustle out of first, hustle out of the box to allow two runs to score in Chicago in uh, St. Louis. To Nick Plummer's first ever base hit as a New York Met or as a major leaguer for that matter, rifling a solo shot into the Coca Cola corner to tie the game against the Phillies. Yoan Lopez closing out a game against the Chicago Cubs, which included. I believe this is the games two of the doubleheader. That same doubleheader included J.D. Davis playing at first base for the first time in a long time and scooping out a bad throw. This is the same year where we admired a guy by the name of Adonis Medina for shutting down the Dodger lineup and getting us our second out of four wins against the Dodgers in L.A., Eduardo Escobar has contributed. Tomas Nito has become a folk hero. Luis Guillorme has done his part. James McCann, yes, James McCann has had shown has had shown signs of brilliance. Darren Ruff has got a few hits. Few went far between, but that's neither here nor there. Daniel Vogelback's been a folk hero. Naquin has contributed. You cannot point to just one guy on this team over this year and say they haven't contributed, at least in some shape or form. And then you get to the pitching staff. Yes, DeGrom and Scherzer didn't show up. But God damn it. They didn't show up in Atlanta. But for God's sake, so we're not just going to sit here and acknowledge that we have those two on our rotation. How we didn't have DeGrom for half a year or Scherzer for two months. We didn't have Scherzer the entirety of June or July. Or before July. And yet... We're still a 101-win team. That's because we have guys like Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, David Peterson, Tyler McGill before he went down, Trevor Williams, who showed in game 162, hey, you need him to go seven innings? Guess what? I got you. Need him to go the distance? Guess what? I am got it. We're ready. Let's do this. You can't sit and acknowledge that. This man is for real. Look, I'm probably rambling, but I just want to end with this. Is it disappointing, and do you have a right to be angry that we didn't win the division? Yes, obviously. We, we all have that right, especially as fans, especially with the fact that the Braves lost two out of three to the Marlins and we swept the Nationals. If we won at least one game in Atlanta, chances are we are division champs at 162. And instead of just having a subdued celebration and thank you to the fans, they're mobbing everyone at home plea and the fans are going absolutely insane. But are we just going to sit here and say that this year is a failure? We went from 77 wins last year to 101 this year. Can you imagine that? That is impressive. Regardless of what happens this year in the postseason, this is the second best regular season baseball team that the New York Metropolitans have brought out. Second only to the 1986 Bad Boys. Who, by the way, won a championship. Just keep that in mind. Oh, and the other teams were 88 and 69. I don't need to tell you what they did those years. 88, they lost in Game 7 to the Dodgers, yes. But they got to Game 7. Oh, and 
2069? Oh, no, that's just the Miracle Mets. We all got to sit here and acknowledge that this is probably one of the best Mosley season teams and one of the best teams the Mets have ever trotted out and a good team that has the potential to shock the baseball world. Yes, we're in the wild card race. Yes, we got a three-game series against the Pirates, but I look at it like this. It's more games to prove to the world that we're the best. I hope to return to this clip, to this audio clip of about 17, 18 minutes of me rambling about my favorite team. At the end of October, going into November, as champions. I hope that at the end of all this, I get to say that my New York Mets finally pulled it off. For the first time in my lifetime, I can watch a World Series champion. We got close in 2015. I want to do it now. So, I'm APH. And I only got one more thing to say. Get some rest, Mets fans. Take your time to rest up. Get your priorities in order. Take care of your mental health and say you love yourself. Tell you love whomever's close to you. Tell them you love them. Take care of all your priorities and keep yourself in good health. Because Friday, the real fun begins. The war is coming. And hopefully at the end of this war... Where 12 teams enter a gauntlet ready to take each other apart limb from limb. Hopefully. It's us that's at the end of the tunnel. Hoisting the commissioner's trophy. And even if that doesn't come around, hey, guess what? We got playoff baseball again. We're treated as a legitimate threat again. It's a far cry from the years of the Wilpons. Mets fans, enjoy this. And prepare for battle. LFGM. Have a good night.